Uh, is uh, crack worse for uh, a person than marijuana? I, I believe all, all illegal drugs are bad. Is methamphetamine worse for somebody's health than marijuana? I don't think any illegal drug is, is good. Is uh, heroin uh, worse uh, for someone's health than marijuana? Again, all drugs. I mean, drugs. either They're yes, no, or drugs. I don't know. I mean, if you don't know, uh, you can look this up. You should know this is the chief administrator for the Drug Enforcement Agency. I'm asking you a very straightforward question. Is heroin worse for someone's health than marijuana? All illegal drugs are, are bad. Does this mean you don't know? Heroin causes an addiction okay. that causes, uh, causes many problems and it's very hard to, uh, to kick. So does that mean that the health impact of heroin is worse than marijuana? Is that what you're telling me? I think, I think you're asking a subjective question. No, it's objective. Uh, just looking at the science, this is your area of expertise. I'm a layperson, but I've read, read some of the, the studies. I'm aware of it. I'm just asking you as an expert in the subject area, is uh, heroin or someone's health in marijuana? And I'm answering as a police officer and as a DEA agent that these drugs are illegal because they are dangerous, because they are addictive, because okay. they, they do hurt a person's health. So heroin is more addictive than marijuana? Is, is heroin more addictive than marijuana I in your experience? I generally, think generally the properties of heroin, yes, more addictive. Is methamphetamine more addictive than marijuana? Well, both are addictive. Well, is, is methamphetamine more highly addictive than marijuana? I think some people uh, become addicted to marijuana and some people become addicted to methamphetamine. You mentioned that the top, uh, your top priority, I believe, you indicated to us is abuse of prescription drugs. Uh, is one of the main classifications of prescription drugs uh, painkillers that you're uh, concerned about? That's correct. And are those painkillers uh, addictive? Yes, they are very addictive. Uh, are those painkillers uh, more addictive than marijuana? All illegal drugs are in Schedule One are addictive. Well, again, this is a, uh, a, a, a health-based question, and I know you're uh, uh, obviously you have a law enforcement background, but I'm sure you're also familiar, given your position with the science of the matter. Uh, and I'm asking, you know, again, clearly your, your, your agency has established abuse of prescription drugs as the top priority. Uh, is that, therefore, an indication that prescription drugs are more addictive than marijuana? All illegal drugs are addictive. Okay, your agency has, has established abuse of prescription drugs as its top priority. You've indicated as much to us. Does that mean that abuse of prescription drugs is a greater threat to the public health than marijuana? Because it's an emergent an emerging threat um, because people are turning to prescription drugs than faster than any other drug. Um, that is why we prioritize it. Well, in uh, many states, including my home state of Colorado, uh, we have uh, a legalized and regulated regime of, of medical marijuana, and we have found uh, some great degree of success in combating the abuse of, uh, of prescription drugs uh, by making sure that patients have access to uh, medical marijuana, which uh, the science indicates, and I would certainly encourage you to look at the science, is uh, less addictive and less harmful to human health than some of the uh, narcotic uh, prescription drugs that are uh, abused, and also when they're used on label, they can be uh, very uh, uh, harmful to health as well. Uh, would your agency consider uh, supporting medical marijuana uh, provisions when that can be used uh, to, uh, in pursuit of your top priority? which is reducing abuse of prescription drugs, if it can be documented that the use of medical marijuana helps reduce uh, the abuse of prescription drugs, is that something you're willing to pursue? Well, Congress has determined that marijuana is a controlled substance, and DEA is tasked with um, uh, enforcing yeah, but You mentioned law. priorities, though, and you said mm -hmm. top priority, reducing mm -hmm. abuse of prescription drugs. Uh, one tactic to do that would be uh, use of medical marijuana, uh, and I wanted to make sure, again, top priority, in pursuit of your top priority, uh, are you willing to, uh, to uh, uh, look at uh, the use of medical marijuana as a way of reducing the abuse of prescription drugs? We will look at any, any options for reducing uh, drug, drug addiction. Thank the time of the gentleman has expired. General Welcome to the I Am Canvas Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Canvas Sativa. If you
you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcanvasativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcanvasativa1s. Also check out our website at iamcanvasativa.com. On this website, we have blog posts, links to the archives of the podcast, and other videos from Canvas experts from many walks of the field. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. We are no longer posting new episodes on SoundCloud for the time being, but please check out the other sources that we mention as we are on there. Today's episode is going to be about vaporizing and finding a good dry herb vaporizer that won't break the bank. But first, we're going to do an update about the results of the 2018 midterm elections with regards to marijuana, and we'll take a quick break before going into vaporizing and where you can get cheap, inexpensive ones that are of of good quality that will really do the job. Alright, so let's start with the bad news first. North Dakota rejects recreational marijuana. North Dakota has overwhelmingly rejected legalizing marijuana for recreational purposes. The initiative was rejected by over 60 points, with less than 40% voting in favor of the measure. However, their new senator-elect Kevin Kramer does want to deschedule marijuana once he gets to Congress, once he gets to the Senate. According to the radio show Say Anything, Kramer, quote, said, Schedule 1 is not the place for marijuana, end quote. Michigan, so the good news, let's, let's talk about the good news, the very good news. So Michigan has, has voted to successfully legalize recreational marijuana, making them the 10th state in the union, along with D.C., to legalize marijuana for recreational purposes. It was passed by a 56 to 44 margin. It's pretty pretty impressive. So we're, we're now 10 states deep in, in, in this experiment to legalize cannabis for recreational purposes and that's uh, pretty darn awesome if, if you ask me you know i mean i i didn't think in my i didn't think i didn't think it'd be we'd have we'd be 10 states deep this early you know and you know it's you know when i was when you know when i first became when when i first was able to vote and stuff i was like you know i was like you know cannabis isn't going to be legal you know anytime soon you know like when else i mean i cast my first ballot in 2008 so i'm about i'm going to be turning 29 this month and you know and by the time i thought that many states would legalize i thought it'd be well into my 40s or 50s by by that time but it's crazy how how quickly and how fast you know we're making progress in this issue we're really we're really, really reaching a, a tipping point at this point. You know, although North Dakota's measure didn't pass, you know, we, you know, we, we've had success with one more state legalizing it for recreational purposes. And, you know, a couple other states, you know, le- legalizing it for medical purposes as well. So it's, it's pretty darn great. And I've, I've done research on, um, on uh, some other things going on in Michigan. And, and uh, Michigan elected a Democratic governor who who seems from from some of the clips I've listened to of her she seems pretty receptive to she seems pretty receptive to the fact that this is that this is a waste of money to this is a waste of money to be busting people for for for, for being adults using marijuana you know she I think her name is Gretchen Whitmer she she won her she won the governor's race and she's the governor elect now and um she's spoken pretty favorably of legalization in general so she doesn't seem like someone in in my in in the few clips i've I've listened to of her she doesn't seem like someone who wants to obstruct the issue she 
she sees this as a, she sees this as a pretty valid thing to do and you know and so and, and to not waste money on, on busting people for doing this and you know by making it legal and regulating it she she claims that you can you can help keep it out of of, of children the best way to leave because people are going to do it anyway so the best way to do it is to just make it legal reg strictly regulate it so it doesn't get in the hands of folks under 21 and you know and i also read something that whitmer says that she's going to provide expungement and, and clemency for people who who were convicted of, of past non-violent mar marijuana crimes so she's going so so she, not only is she going to recept not only is she going to smoothly do this and and implement the will of the people but she's also going to 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 release people that that went to jail for cannabis again like like i've 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 always said and i've always thought that you know that this is like this is like the copernicus moment of our time right now you know like when when I'm middle age or when I'm a lot older than that and and have my kids and my grandkids, you know, we're gonna look at it as as we're gonna look at putting people in jail for marijuana as as saying as as pretty much the same thing as as people as 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 getting mad and busting people for believing that the earth revolves around the sun. You know, it's it's basically the same thing. You know, I mean, put, putting people in a cage for for ingesting a substance a plant that grows from the ground and you know that has that has corresponding receptors in our body we have endocannabinoid receptors in our body like why would that be there if you weren't meant to to use it or c correct deficiencies in people that have medical issues and medical ailments like we talked about on this podcast so i mean i i think it's just i think it's a very good news and like i've said earlier you know, when I was in Michigan last year, I mean, their their marijuana is amazing, and it, it totally and completely holds its own to anything I've had from 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 Cali or or Washington State when I when 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 I've I've gotten a hold of stuff from there, or when I've vacationed from there or, or to there. So I mean, that's it's 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 pretty good that that we have that we have this Michigan legalizing it and i hope more people go to the midden state and, and and experience more of what they have to uh, have to offer in, in terms of, of marijuana because again it holds its own and the clip that i um before i go on to the next story the clip that i in, in close was um was also was um from from former congressman and now governor-elect of Colorado, Jared Polis. And Jared has, um, has been a pretty staunch ally in, 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 in the U.S. Congress and the House of Representatives in pushing for marijuana pre reform and, and, and trying to put his weight wherever he can. But, um, you know, as, as we've seen, you know, Pete Sessions has, has blocked any sort of cannabis reformed and has blocked anyone from really discussing it on in congress but he's put his weight behind it and he's grilled people like like that dea person that that's completely full of it on this and and and, and exposed their sort of hypocrisy in a sense and um he, he was part of the he was one of five members if my memory serves me correctly that was on that's that's in that's in Congress's cannabis caucus. I think he was one of the founders of that caucus, but it's it's pretty it's but you know he's he's now governor elect. He's run for governor in the state of Colorado, and it's 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 great that we're start like 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 Gretchen like Gretchen who who won in Michigan. It's great that we have pro marijuana governors that are going to that that are going to take us seriously and and t treat us as any other constituency because it just seems like in a lot of states that have legalized it for either medical or, or recreational purposes but it just seems that a lot of these lawmakers still think of us as degenerates that just want that just don't want to work and want to get high all day and 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 you know and and be mooches but you know, it's great when you have people like Jared Polis who, 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 
who's who's been putting his weight behind the issue and who's really been trying to make the normalize this this very very helpful substance and you know it's it's great when you have politicians that don't look at you in contempt but that see you as any other constituent that you know that has pressing medical needs you know or just just wants to wants to consume the freedom of their own home behind closed doors and you know not be treated like a degenerate or a criminal but as 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 an adult with 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 actual value and actual needs and actual concerns and and it's also it's also great to note that he's he's going to be the first gay governor of any of any elected as as governor of any state first well, the first openly gay governor so i mean we're we're making progress in a lot of different ways here so the next thing i want to talk about is um wisconsin and and their non-binding referendums so in 16 counties in all 16 of them these 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 non-binding questions have have passed regarding regarding decriminalizing or legalizing cannabis for medical or recreational purposes and um so all so 16 out of 16 voted in favor and the badger state also ousted their two-term governor scott walker who has been opponent to progress regarding marijuana Governor-elect Tony Evers supports legalizing medical marijuana and would support a statewide referendum to legalize marijuana if voters approve. So again, that's it's pretty awesome that in in the Rust Belt, in 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 three of the states that have legalized, I mean, three in three states you have one, Michigan that is legalized for for recreational purposes after having medical for ten years, and and you have Pennsylvania who. Um, I, I read an article like sometime last week that they, they they've already reached eighty thousand patients. So their 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 medical marijuana um, market has has really been growing, and there's been a huge demand as we we've, we've seen in these new states that have legalized. I mean, Florida already has I mean has over a hundred thousand patients. You know, within the past two years, past year, past two years. So there, the, there's just so much demand for this, for this plant as a medicine, and you know, w- when when states are voting on on legalizing it for medical recreational purposes, people are seeing that, and and it also helps that we have social media now, and we have, we have we have widely available internet, you know, compared to the '90s when when California legalized it for medical purposes. So I mean, it's. It's really, it's, you know, we can really, people could search out these resources and, and, and research for themselves the efficacy of cannabis, you know, information and word of mouth is spreading much, much more rapidly now that we have the internet and now that we have YouTube and we can watch, watch lectures on, 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 on what can treat, mar- on what conditions marijuana can treat and whether it can be helpful for them. You know, as as we've done in this podcast, we've we've enclosed a lot of, of, of clips from experts like Dr. Rachina Patel, who who knows about the endocannabinoid system and you know how marijuana could help for various different conditions. And okay, so let's go to the next story now. Medical marijuana has been legalized in Missouri. As of the time of this writing, with 100% of the precincts reported, reported, Initiative 2, Amendment 2, was passed by 66 to 34%. So, like, like we've gone over in the last, the last episode or the episode before that, um, Missouri was one of the states that had three competing medical marijuana measures on the ballot, and two of them were, were, were junk. You know, one of one of them would have put one guy in charge, w- the guy who created, who, who pushed for the initiative, and he would pocket all the money. So he he was gonna set up this sham medical research thing, and and, and pocket and grift off off of sick patients, which is just it's sick. And I'm glad that 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 particular one was struck down. And they also had a proposition, which was just, which which. With propositions, as I understand it, in the state of Missouri, 
those mean that um, th that the lawmakers and the state senators and state reps can could amend it and you know as we've seen a lot of different states you know like florida like i like to point to again florida they, they voted 71 percent to legalize for medical purposes and you know the the, the conservative lawmakers banned smoking they banned smokable cannabis even though nothing there was no such language banning it within that overwhelmingly over the, the within that ballot measure which passed by 70 some percent so there was no language banning s f smokable flour in any in any fashion but they, they still they still had to put their bias they still had to rule with their biases and their stigmas and force them down the throat of, of, of consenting adults wanting to make a, a medical decision that's none of the lawmakers damn business but with Missouri, you know, the amendment too that passes is a constitutional amendment. So, in theory, th these Congress people can't can't really tamper with it too much. But, I mean, that shouldn't stop those of you living in Missouri from being complacent at all. It should, it, it, it shouldn't because these lawmakers they'll still you know even though Florida passed an amendment they they, they could still tamper with it and they'll still try to tamper with it. So you guys have to stay on alert. You have to, you know, you need to, you need to go to your, you need to keep, keep abreast of, of, of town and local politics. Cause you know, even though the state legalized it for medical purposes, cities and towns can still ban dispensaries in, in your town. And, you know, you don't want to have to drive an hour out or two hours out after work to, to go to the dispensary and get your medicine. You know, if we had to, if, if we had to, if you know like any other prescription like if i i mean i'm I'm probably i'm probably showing my sort of east coast bias here but like if, if i had to drive to cvs or, or rite aid or whatever an hour to to get my you know to get my penicillin for an infection i would be pretty i'd be pretty pissed off you know you shouldn't have to drive an hour for medicine you need when you're sick you just shouldn't you know and you know, you you should keep an eye on, on, on your lawmakers, you should keep an eye on your state senators, your state reps, and you should keep an eye on your city and local government to make sure um, that council people don't ban it, don't ban dispensaries in your town, because they can do that. And on the rec side, with, with those of you in Michigan, they can do that too. It's, you know, go to these city and town meetings, keep, keep close attention and keep abreast of it, and, and go to these go to these meetings and make it known that you want it in in your in, in in your city or your town you know that you're 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 a grown adult and make that that pays taxes and, and and contributes to society and you don't want you just want a place where you can safely get it you know you got to make it known to these these people in power that that you that you want this available you know you got to be you got you got to be willing to fight here and you gotta be you gotta be willing to to be on these politicians um cases if 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 they go against the will of the people and um and like like you can go back to the previous episodes we had about about lobbying and about convincing skeptics there there are various tack there are various strategies you can do you know i mean feel free to check out those 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 two episodes that we had about about both lobbying and about convincing skeptics and th those those episodes have a lot of pretty good information on on, on making sure the will of the people in in your municipality in your state are, are are respecting what the people want but let me let me read more about um about missouri's uh initiative or amendment and this is from the people that put it on the ballot. This is an update that they just put in the past few days. So amendment two would require the state department of health and senior services to begin accepting applications for qualifying patients within 180 days after December 6, 2018. Therefore, no later than June 4, 2019. Amendment 2 would require the department to begin accepting applications for dispensaries no later than 240 days after December 6, 2018. 
Therefore, no later, later than August 3, 2019, the department would be required to accept or reject applicant ap to accept or reject applications for dispensaries within 150 days of receiving them. Registered patients will be allowed to cultivate up to six plants at home with the option of for more per two doctors' recommendations. Registered caregivers will be allowed to cultivate up to 18 plants. These plants must be kept in a locked room indoors. Registered patients will also be able to purchase up to four ounces of cannabis every 30 days for, for dispen from dispensaries and possess eight ounces at home or more, or more if two doctors approve increased possession limits for the patients. Medical cannabis sales will be taxed at 4% when dispensaries are launched, with the, with the tax revenue and license fees, licensing fees first going first to funding Missouri's medical cannabis program and the rest going to support Missouri's military veteran services. Qualifying conditions will include cancer, epilepsy, glaucoma, intractable, mi intractable migraines, severe muscle spasms, debilitating psychiatric disorders, HIV, prescription medication addiction, and any terminal illness, any other medical condition that a physician determines to be, a debil to be debilitating or chronic. And also, from what I read of that, from what from what I've read or what I've heard, I mean, from I've I've also heard that it, it uh, that then then now that it has passed that for the time being while people are waiting it's it's going it's going to affect marijuana will be effectively be decriminalized for people with 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 the mentioned debilitating conditions while and they can grow their own they should be able to grow their own. In the near in the near future, while they're waiting for the dispensaries to open, so that's also a plus with with this newly passed an amendment. So the next one, Ohio had five out of six cities pass some form of marijuana decriminalization ordinance. So the five out of six cities that passed it are Dayton, Fremont. Garrettsville, Norwood, Oregon, Wyndham. Oh, um, I, I misspoke. Um, Garrettsville rejected it, but um, but but other than that, Dayton, Fremont, Norwood, Oregon, and Win Wyndham have passed it for for have passed uh, the ordinance to decriminalize marijuana, which pretty good. So that should. It should sort of help grease the wheels in Ohio, where I believe four years ago they had they they did have a recreational one four years ago or five years, you know, it, no, it was, I think actually it was three years ago in 2015, but it it failed because um they, they had it so it'd basically be like an oligarchy. I think only only a handful they'd only had a handful of people making it, so only a handful of handful of distributors of it would get rich so it'd basically be sort of an oligarchy which people which they rightly rejected but um hope, hopefully this sort of this sort of takes the this sort of this sort of um gives gives win win in the sales of, of trying to to legalize it at some time in the future in ohio you know let's, let's hope for positive vibes there and also utah also legalized for medical mar for medi marijuana for medical purposes so the measure back backed by utah patients coalition passed 53 to 47 with 76 percent of the precincts reporting as of the time of this writing as, uh, as of the time of this podcast according to ballopedia but i do have one last thing that i want to talk about victory so the Sessions brothers are officially gone. All right. Okay, they're not. Okay, they're not really brothers, but um, they they both share. They both ironically share the same name, and and um, so so Pete Sessions, the the guy in um, the the congressman from Dallas, Texas, 
who sits in the House Rules Committee. And in case you don't know what the House Rules Committee is, they basically de- they basically decide which bills in Congress get put put to a vote and which bills in Congress can be proposed and discussed. And Pete Sessions has unilaterally used his power and his authority to block any marijuana legislation in the past couple of years. He's blocked pretty much everything in 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 in, in Congress from ever and any marijuana legislation from ever even being discussed or considered. You know, this is like like for example, um, the, the, the there's one bill that has been discussed and has been has been pushed in which um in which military veterans after they come home from war can have a discussion with their doctor at the VA about whether medical marijuana is right for them and, and if their state has legalized it for medical purposes and this piece of shit even blocks that from being voted on so i mean i feel absolutely nothing now that he's now that, now that he that Pete Sessions has lost his congressional seat in this midterm he he lost to a former nfl football player colin aldred who who's now the congressman elect now so even though i mean the dems now won one cong won the house of uh, of reps the the majority in the house of reps so it's not like pete sessions if he had won this election would have been in charge of um the house rules anymore being as they're a minority party in the house but um but he definitely won't be able to do anything now now he's going to be in the unemployment line so i mean that's it's pretty darn great now and um and and also pete sessions no not pete sessions um jeff sessions you know the the same the the, the attorney the u.s attorney general the same guy that said I, I thought the clan was okay until I found out that they smoked pot. This is the same guy that said this, and this was the guy who, in the 1980s, was being considered for a federal position. And Coretta Scott King, in the 1980s, wrote wrote to the to the wrote wrote, wrote to the federal to the federal government and 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 and, and asked for 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 them to pull Jeff Sessions from from consideration of the position because because of his racism and because of his his discriminatory ways and i mean gosh i mean if a guy was considered too racist for the 19 fucking 80s i don't know why donald trump would would foist him upon us now but thankfully he's 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 gone because he he has been he's been asked to resign aka been fired by trump but um yeah both both sessions have been officially smoked so we're gonna we're gonna now go on break and then we'll talk about vaporizers.
and we're back. Before I start, I'm going to read a um I so um so the director, the executive director of the of the marijuana policy project did a ask me anything on Reddit and um he did this this week and um I asked him I asked him a question and and Mr. Hawkins was able to answer it, which was pretty great. So I'm going to read the question that I asked him. And then I'm going to read his response and give some commentary on it. So, as a medical marijuana and politics podcaster, how do I convince folks or folks like me to convince the silent majority, those who quit using cannabis for career, family raising, and reputation slash status, and non-users in general, to be bigger advocates for us, particularly those of us who consume for medical reasons? It seems like most folks are fine with cannabis in theory, but still want to distance themselves from it for the above reasons. Like any other movement, we can't do it on our own. It seems like other movements were able to get more allies, to get allies more involved in advocacy. Thank you in advance. So Mr. Hawkins' response was this. You raise a great point. We know that a majority of people believe cannabis should be legalized but not everyone is willing to step forward so far the best way to get the silent majority to express their views is through ballot initiatives and that's why and that's why we have been waiting for legislative efforts we need to encourage people to sign petitions and call their rep or call their representatives and he gave a an excellent response and i really appreciate him mr hawkins taking the time to do the ask me anything and answering our question for the podcast so i'm going to give i'm i'm so i'm going to add on to what he said which was on the money and he nailed it um i guess the best way that we convince our family members our uncles our aunts our moms our, our grandmoms our, our grandfathers our you know our friends our colleagues our cousins the best the best or even our enemies I guess the best way that we we do this is you know you know the best way to do it to get to sort of to sort of appease their apprehension I guess is um you know we can we can we can encourage our family members or, or the people we know to just call their represent or elected officials and you know I mean I've 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 called my elected officials and my 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 state senators my my person in US Congress and I've I've let my issue and my my, my uh beliefs be known to them and um in calling them you can just I mean when you call them they ask they 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 ask your name they ask you know whether or not you live in their district and then and then they let you sort of speak your piece but you know when you call them and when you talk about or when you get your family members or people to to advocate for this you know you can just you can just tell them that you know that they're a concerned citizen that cares about the social justice aspect of 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 making marijuana legal they care about you know they care about alleviating suffering for those that they know and you know you know releasing people for 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 using this med medical plant i mean again like i've said previously you know when 50 years from now when i'm wicked old and probably close to dead or dead you know my grandkids are going to look at this era that we had prohibition as you know locking people up for believing the 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 earth goes around the sun it's the same it's the same darn thing it's uh, that's it's it's the Copernicus moment for our generation. It's a Copernicus syndrome for our generation, you know? We're locking people up for fucking common sense, you know? And, um, obviously when talking to your reps, you know, you know, be polite and, you know, be, you know, you know, be nice and, and all of that. But, um, but you can just tell your, your relatives and the people you know, hey, you know, you can just tell them that you can just ha you you can just tell them when they call that you know I want to keep my my name under wraps. I don't want my name associated, or I don't want it. I don't want it spread that I believe in this or whatever. If if people still have sort of cold feet about it, but yeah, I mean, 
I guess call I, I would say calling reps and calling your people in Congress is or getting the people you know is key. You know, they don't have to sign a petition and put their name on it. They don't have to you know, they don't have to go to pot rallies or whatever or, or could participate in four twenty or even smoke it, but you know, getting those you know to call their reps is really gonna go a long way. So right now I'm gonna read a vaporization guide from the subreddit um, Vaporants. You know, I mean, I know that um, Reddit can be unsavory, it can be sexist, it can be, you know, it can be a, a fucking sewer sometimes, but, you know, if you know how to use it wisely and you know how to scope out constructive subreddits, like, like the Vaporants one with this guide and with some resources, you can really you can really get a lot of useful knowledge and a lot of useful things from it. So I'm going to read this guide. And um, after I read the guide, I'm going to enclose a video um, that I'm going to enclose a video from a YouTuber that that talks about some good vapes you should check out. So after that, that'll be the end of the episode. But um, yeah, let me just read the guide right now. I'm going to enclose all these resources in the show notes as well, too. So, okay, so the new Vapor's Guide. Um, so the basics. How does vaporization work? Vaporization works by cooking the cannabis rather than burning it, avoiding the production of smoke and its acrid toxic constituents. By heating the herb short of the temperature of combustion, the THC and the other cannabinoids are evaporated into a thin mist for inhalation while the fibrous plant matter is merely browned. Different vapes achieve this by different methods. There is convention where the air is heated by a hot element or heat exchanger and forced through the plant material, either by being drawn by the user's lung power or pushed through by a fan. There is conduction, which works by using direct contact of the heating elements with the herb, like cooking on a skillet. Another method is hybrid heating. This will utilize convention and conduction. Your herb can get heated in standby from the conduction oven or radiative heat from the convention heater. Simultaneously, it can get heated when you inhale. Most hybrids have may have different ratios of convention and conduction. Some may emphasize convention more, while others may focus on conduction. How are they used? So vaporizers offer a lot of different ways of usage and can give various styles of hits when used. The most common delivery method when vaping is a direct draw. This involves inhaling straight to the vaporizer either through the mouthpiece, stem, or with a whip. Vaporizers can also be connected to most bongs or bong slash rigs or water pipes for for either bigger draws or smoother cool down hits. There are also vaporizers that can use bags to capture the vapor. So think the volcano vaporizer, which is like think like last time I checked it was like five hundred bucks. But uh but yeah, I mean I digress. So let me continue reading it. Which users can then inhale from the pass or or pass around in a group. There are a lot of different there are a lot of different factors that control how the hit feels when vaping. Most vaporize, vaporizers likely have a different pull with the inhale speed or the vapor production at different rates. The easier the easiest way of thinking about it is that some vapes can pull like joints while others can hit like pipes. You might not initially prefer the resistance with your first vape or even know which vape's resistance is too much or too open for you. Portable, plug-in, or butane. Vapes can be powered in many different ways. Some vapes are even capable of using more than one source of power. The most common vapes are portables and these are normally powered through battery or butane. Battery-based vaporizers normally use 18650s or have internal non-replaceable batteries. These are normally these are normally looked at for the for, for on-the-go uses or as salt devices. However, the majority of electric portables don't deliver the same amount of power you find from plug-in or desktops or match the group group experience. Butane-based vaporizers are commonly referenced as portables, but normally don't have stealth in mind. 
Most prefer a small torch lighter instead of a soft flame, like the Bix, like from the Bix, which has been known to produce soot. The vaporizers aren't so power limited like the vaporizers, which can deliver hits rivaling desktops. Plug-in or desktop vapes are the vaporizers that need an AC outlet or stationary power source, so they they are often chosen for home use. They are also they are. They are also normally bigger than portable vapes, offering big bowls, cooler vape pads, and consistency with power. Most vapors st still end up using portables, butane, or battery at home, so don't think you have to be forced into a plug-in or dedicated unit. Session versus on-demand. Session vapes may have an automatic heater and, and prefer you keep the vape running so it can slow roast the bowl over time. The majority of session exclusive vapes are battery based portables, primarily hybrids and conduction models. Some desktops do have some lower max temps resulting in forced session experiences. On-demand vaporizers are intended to have you in control of when the heat is applied, either by inserting or taking the stem bowl out in order to use the vape or by pressing a button in order to activate the heater. These are often quicker extracting vaporizers using convention. Only a handful of conduction, con conduction vaporizers is going to be on-demand. On-demand would be most beneficial feature if stealth is your concern. Just because a vaporizer is flagged or continuously referenced as on-demand doesn't mean it can't stretch your bowl out into a session. On-demand vapes are perfectly capable of providing a great session experience. Note, session and on-demand are normally referenced as extraction rates along with a way of using the vape. Session vapes have slower extraction rates, relate its speed, and use to use a joint slash blunt. On-demand vapes have faster extraction rates, related speed, and re relative to speed, and use to a pipe slash bong. So prices to expect. The market has improved significantly and the prices are a lot more varied than they were in the past. Things are definitely still in tears, but consider you can now get more satisfy a more satisfying vape for less. Budget. So the $25 to $60 range. This is a tight budget and you're really not giving yourself a lot of options for a quality reliable unit. You will find many desktop slash plugins at this price range. You No, you will not find desktops slash plugins at this price range, but be cautious of most battery-based vapes in this range as well. They may use inferior materials or designs with non-isolated air pads. The most reliable va vaporizers within this price range are going to be butane-based vaporizers. The electric units are more likely to be conduction-focused. Low end. This is this is referenced as a tight as, as a tight budget, but you can still get a lot of brands and vaporizers as options. But there isn't going to be much variation in design. If you want a desktop plug-in vape, it's probably going to have to be purchased and use as much as desktops. Don't start under $110. At these prices, you will most likely find a battery-based conduction vape and the entry-level hybrid vapes. This is still going to be, there's still going to be a lack of quality for material choices and design. Expect these vaporizers to work constantly, but not have any outstanding features or performances. Mid-range, $110 to $180. Around these prices, you are going to have better performing vaporizers to choose from. You will also have some desktop plugins available as options. Towards the lower pricing range, Electric portables will still will still be focusing on conduction and hybrid heating. The high price range will introduce more convention-oriented units. You'll notice that vapes in this range are more common to have a gimmick or a noticeable trait. Often you'll find stealth-oriented portables overpriced rebands in this range. So be wary of these vaporizers. Normally get a lot of interest at headshots or form or from bloggers, but more often than not aren't ideal choices for the price. High-end, $180 to $250 plus, US dollars plus. 
vapes can get really expensive and there are often notable differences between each tier especially the high-end tier these vapes normally boost boast better materials resulting with much cleaner flavors and fewer chances of any health issues the most expensive vapes are prima primarily desktop vapes but there are a few portables that reach these prices and just because you spend on a high-end vape doesn't guarantee it's a good vape nor does it increase its chance your chances of liking vaping similar to the mid-range vapes the high-end units may also have features that seem like a gimmick these traits on high-end vaporizers are normally more thought out for their purpose and operate better than their mid-range counterparts note you will notice that some users have many high-end vaporizers but still end up using their budget or low-end vapes more the tier system is not an exact science and some vaporizers can give high-end performances even though they are low-end or budget. Alternatively, you can have high-end or mid-range vapes that give low-end experiences. If you have a high budget, don't limit yourself to thinking you need to spend a lot of money. So lastly, so lastly, the last two sections. So what will the high be like? This really depends on the user and the general consensus is that vaping is 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 not as intense as smoking and can be more cerebral than physical in terms of effects a benefit of vaporization is temperature control which can give different results for the high based on the temperatures used normally lower temps give more cerebral focus while higher temps can give them give the body effects you can definitely you can definitely work your way up in temperature to get more more of a full spectrum but if you find a body high was your goal just starting at the higher temp rather than the lower will give you stronger body effects does vaping smell not only does vaping smell but vaporizers themselves can retain a smell as well compared to smoking it is a night and day difference but there is still an order an order vaporizing does, does not stick to the environment as strongly as soap, so it can be quickly masked or will dissipate from the area if there's airflow. For minimal smell, convention and on-demand vaporizers tend to be the easiest to manage when in use. Unless the mouthpiece and air inlet are sealed, consider that most vapes are going to smell when loaded and just sitting there. If you want to reduce the smell when vaping, whether it's for your housemates or family or just to maintain a fresh smelling environment there are a few items you can use for this a spoof for handheld air vaporizer like a smoke buddy is a common starter item when you need something small and quick to help reduce the odor there are tubes which with activated carbon and sometimes a fragrance filter you will exhale a vapor through them and the carbon absorbs, absorbs a lot of the odor using a tube or dryer sheets is not a solution or alternative to a real spoof a better option and more direct replacement to the spoof would be an actual air purifier. This, these can vary a lot in price and features. When consider the square footage of where you're vaping, not your entire home or apartment. Purifiers can be pricey, but if you want it for reducing smoke order in a single area, you may not have to spend too much. Besides using carbon-based items for odor absorption, slash removal there are so many other things that can be used to mask the smell if you are attempting to mask the smell and you cannot open a window or get a carbon filter the smell or odor may take longer to fade away or be removed masking smells is not the same as reducing smells common items for small masking are candles incense scented room sprays essential oil diffusers re-diffusers and fragrance lamps Note, cannabis smells, grinding, or having herb out in the open may actually smell even worse when you are using the vape. So, that sort of wraps up that guide from the Vaporants subreddit. Um, another, like, um, benefit I want to sort of emphasize of vaping is that, you know, vaping can be, like, once you, you get a vaporizer that's in your budget, you know... It's it's very it's very awesome to to vape because like mentioned before it's it's a night and day difference over smoking your herb, and you, if you're the type of person that um 
that doesn't that doesn't like smoking it or you live in a state like like let's say Pennsylvania where they allow you to have flour but your smoking is prohibited and you can use you can lose your medical marijuana you know card for doing so you know getting a good vape like the ones mentioned is going to be very essential for you and you know if you live in a state where you can smoke it and have flour you know and are are, are okay with smoking it another added benefit of vaping is that you can you can vape your marijuana you and after you, you after you vape you can you could take the 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 vaporized marijuana or the already vape bud like a lot of people call it you can take that put it in a pipe or a bowl or a bong and you can smoke it so it's like you're getting to smoke you're you're getting to use your weed multiple times and this could this could save a lot of money if you're on a budget so you know it's invaluable if if you know you have a tight budget and you know you don't want to spend you don't want to be buying ounces every month you know i've had I've had occasions when I've used my vaporizers and I, I made an eighth last like two months. You know, it's not like that anymore. I, 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 my eighths, my eighths tend to last about two, three weeks, which is, I mean, I would say pretty light compared to most users, but you know, if you're the type of, depending on your health condition or depending on your recreational use, you might, you might be using a lot more than that. And, you know, vaporizing, you know, is going to pay dividends because you can save money this way. And especially if you live in a state like Pennsylvania where, you, you know, smoking is prohibited, you know, this it's key that you have a good, reliable vaporizer that works and that gets you the effects you want. Um, I mean, I know that, I mean, I, I mean, I know that like when I vape, like it's a very sort of cerebral high, like they say. And, um, you know, it's not ideal for me when I, um, you know, when I try to treat my insomnia, but, you know, when I'm just out and about during the day, you know, vaping is pretty, you know, it's a pretty cool and sort of mellow, sort of high. It's more cerebral than anything, but, you know, when I need to go to sleep, you know, what I would do or what I usually do, I, I, I vape at first, I get that cerebral sort of high. I vape it, I have a couple of sessions, and then after I'm done, I take that already vape bud, and then I smoke it, and then I get that body high I need to fall asleep. So if you have insomnia, that's that's one technique you can try, you know. Um, so like I said, I'm going to enclose a video or, or a clip from from a, a, a YouTube resource that I saw. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to cite it at in the show notes as well too. And they can provide additional resource for you to find a, a good and reliable vaporizer if you're if you're in need of one. And again, I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like what gets left out in the discussion of, of medical marijuana is, is pricing and, you know, how to get the most bang for your buck. I mean, like, I mean, because marijuana is a schedule one narcotic, your insurance doesn't cover it. So any any way that you can save money, which I, I don't feel a lot of podcasters sort of highlight, you know, how you can be budget conscious. So any way you can save money by using vape, already vape bud and, you know, smoking it after you vaped it a couple of times, you know, it's going to stretch your money and it's going to stretch your budget, you know, because... I mean, I know in like, I know in like a lot of states, I know in like New Jersey, it's still, you're still paying several hundred dollars for an ounce of, of, of marijuana. And I know here in legal Massachusetts, you know, we're, we're slated to have, um, dispensaries open, you know, in the next week or two or the next couple of weeks, or at least by the end of this month. But even as a medical patient here, you know, if I wanted an ounce, which I, I mean, at, at this moment, I have other financial constraints i mean i i can't afford a 300 dollars ounce you know I, I can't do that you know that's that's that's, that's pretty much a car payment so i get i get eighths when i can and I, I stretch the budget by by vaporizing you know so I'm, I'm i'm sure that this can help you if you're in if you're the type of frugal consumer of can medical cannabis so i guess that wraps up today's episode of the podcast Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa 1S. 
Also check out our website at IamCannabisSativa.com. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. And feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Rating and reviewing us bumps us up on their algorithm and gets this project that we're trying to do. Basically, you know, the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast and basically just medical marijuana for regular ass people. It, it gets this project in front of more people that need it. And I know in, in states that are just starting, like like we mentioned earlier in the episode, Missouri, you're, you know, this is, this is very new to you guys. You know, it's going to be very new to a lot of people. In, in, in Utah, they just legalize for medical purposes too. So, you know, if, if you're the type of person that doesn't want to smoke or doesn't want to smell and wants to save money because... When, when when medical rolls out, it's not it's going to be pretty pricey depending on your market. So it's going to be in your best interest to sort of vaporize if if to invest in a vape, vaporize and, and sort of recycle your weed when whenever possible. So again, that, that sort of wraps up this sort of segment on vaporizing. Um, I think next episode we're going to feature some some tips on how to use this already vape bud to make capsules because you can also do that as well if you if you don't want to vape you can you can make capsules out of your vape bud and we'll go over that next episode so as always everyone stay medicated my friends hey guys it's sneaky pete here and today i'm coming to you from the beautiful backcountry around hope bc i absolutely love this area it's amazing for hiking camping all that kind of stuff and it's a great spot to pull over and talk about vapes. So today I wanna to do something fun. I wanna go over 10 vapes. I'm gonna do each vaporizer in 30 seconds. It's not gonna be a review on each vape per se. It's just when I get this vaporizer in my hands, what do I think, what thoughts come to my mind? Camera's ready, here we go. So the first one is the Fury 2 by Healthy Rips. This is an awesome little vaporizer. It's really inexpensive. That's one of its best assets, but its other best asset I would say is as a micro doser. I use this with the water pipe attachment and I just rip this through water. It's a really good vaporizer for somebody who likes to use it like that. I would recommend maybe upgrading from the plastic mouthpiece. I don't love that thing, but you know, it hits all the boxes. It has good battery life, single degree temperature adjustment, and definitely one I would recommend. So the next vaporizer is the DynaVap, in particular the OmniVap Titanium. This is, you know, a bunker vaporizer. You can heat this up with pretty much absolutely anything. It hits all good categories. I mean, it has good flavor, has good efficiency, uh, looks really cool, a lot of variety as well. They have the ever popular DynaVap M, which is a really good vaporizer for someone who's just getting into it. But lots of people end up upgrading to something like the Titanium model. It's the one I would go to, but you know, of course it's the most expensive in the lineup. Now the next one is the PAX 3. And the PAX 3 I take with me all the time when I'm looking for a travel vape. One thing that's nice about it is that it does concentrate and dry herb now. It's not amazing for concentrate, but I think it's totally passable. You also get a full oven pack lid and then a half oven pack lid. I keep this one in almost all the time, but it's really easy to take with you. It has good battery life and you can fit a good amount in the oven. So it makes it a great vape to take with you when you're on the go. Now next is the Ghost MV1. And this is a heavy hitter. This actually won my heavy hitter of the year award last year. And it has absolutely amazing flavor. It's full convection, so you get that really strong effects, really strong flavor I went over. But you get pretty good efficiency. I find it requires stirring to get best efficiency. The app, I mean, it didn't do anything crazy for me. You know, I see this as a device that doesn't really benefit from the app all that much. But it is a vaporizer I go back to time and time again for the on-demand convection power. Now, the next vaporizer is the Firefly 2. This is one I've kinda, I don't wanna say fell out of love with because it is a great vaporizer. Has amazing materials. It's really easy to clean, easy to keep clean. Um, for concentrate, it does perform really well. Performs well for dry herb as well. The only reason I can't give it top marks is I find that it gets sticky faster than most vapes and you have to stir it to get the best efficiency and it just ends up being a little bit messy. But for true connoisseur flavor, this is good for dry herb or for concentrate. 
Now the next one is the Flowermate V5, I'm just dropping these, V5 Nano. And this is a really good vaporizer, another entry level vape from Flowermate. Has an internally stored glass mouthpiece, screws right on top here. Black ceramic oven, single degree temperature adjustment, removable battery, like you name it, this vaporizer has it. And it's at a super affordable price. So Flowermate has made some solid vapes, but this actually looks nice and it has, you know, single degree temperature adjustment. It's a really good choice for an entry level vape. Now the next one is the Solo 2. This is a venerable classic at this point. I mean, it builds on the lineage of the Solo, but this is a vaporizer I just can't recommend enough. The battery life is super long. It doesn't have a replaceable battery, but I mean, you can get such a high amount of sessions out of this. It's kind of a moot point. It has the external glass mouthpiece here. Some people aren't gonna like this. It makes it a little bit worse for travel, but still I just load these up, put the stem cap on and load it in here. You get amazing flavor and it's easy to use as can be. Now the next one here is the DaVinci IQ. This is another vaporizer I take with me all the time for travel. It's a full conduction vaporizer. It has some innovative features though. It has the pearl here. This helps to give you a more even vaporization for your bowl. And then up here, you have the flavor chamber. You can fill that with herb. You can put a piece of herb in there and just run vapor through it and it's gonna get a little bit stronger over time. It has an integrated stirring tool, which is cool as well. And you get two different mouthpieces. This one you can use with a 10 millimeter water piece. And this one I keep on here most of the time. Now the next one is the Airizer Go or the Argo. This is like the Solo, like the Air, you get a very similar experience, but in something that's infinitely smaller. It has an internally stored glass mouthpiece. So the little pop top just goes up and down to protect the glass mouthpiece here. Has a full glass air path, full glass stem. You can fit quite a bit in here as well. Load that up just like that, protect it. This one goes in my pocket a lot because I love having the glass mouthpiece for something this size with this portability. And then our final vaporizer is the Sticky Brick Junior. And this is really a vape that got me into butane vaporizers in general. You heat this one differently than with a DynaVap, you inhale the direct butane heat. And so you get the throat feel that really tells you when to pull it back, when to push it in a little bit more. But this vaporizer gives you full convection heating, amazing flavor, and just absolutely unreal efficiency. The bowl just goes and it goes and it goes. There's also a water pipe adapter for this so you can use it with your favorite water piece which is a great way to go with those just massive hits you can get from it. So there you go guys. Whew, I gotta catch my breath here. That was a lot of talking. Fast and furious but uh, I hope you had some fun there. I hope you learned something about a vaporizer and uh, all these vaporizers that I cover in this video I have a full review on it so if they are of interest to you go ahead and watch that full review and get some more information on it. Hope you enjoyed this video. Thanks for watching as always keep it green keep it sneaky and we'll see you next time